So good morning again. Never too many times we can say good morning. Today, um, we are going to take a look at the precept about hoarding. Hoarding materials and teachings. Hoarding, hoarding, hoarding. You can ask, <clears throat> what do you... What do you hoard? Um, and how, how, does, how does that make you and others suffer? But we'll kind of get to that. Um, when you really understand, not just intellectually, but it's almost the word understand, when you stand under something <laughs> and you really see it, when you really understand that we are, in fact, all connected, everything, you understand that there is nothing about you, your body, your mind, your emotions, your achievements, your fears, your, you know, your, your ambitions, none of it belongs to you. Everything that you are, physically, psychologically, emotionally, is borrowed from the universe. And it will go back. Mm -hmm. it, you will have to return everything that you've borrowed. This is something we know but we often don't live out of that. We don't live out of that understanding. As Buddhist practitioners, we make an effort to remember this. And so when you remember this, when you remember this deep interconnectedness that everything you are is only in virtue of everything else that is, there is a sense of gratitude. When you are given a gift, here I am, my body is the, because of the earth, you know, my parents, their parents, ancestors, these teachings, everything that I've done is all contributed to by everything else. There's nothing that happens that isn't doesn't implicate the entire universe. And so naturally there's a feeling when you've given a gift, when you've been given a gift, many gifts, the most natural response is to feel grateful. You know, someone gives you a gift, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Living out of this sense of having been given everything, not by your own agency, using that word a lot, but because of the universe's generosity, that feeling of, thank you, uh, arises. And 
when you when you are feeling grateful out of that sense of thank you is wanting to express that how do you how do you express your gratitude how do you express that thank you well in buddhist practice we express it through generosity it's the first perfection of practice. There are six paramitas, sometimes more, 10 sometimes. Uh, and the first one is generosity, right through all Buddhist teachings. Because generosity is not just, um, doesn't arise out of thin air. It comes from a, this feeling of wanting to give back, wanting to express thanks. So it's, we say Thanksgiving, but we can, we can emphasize the giving part by giving thanks, by giving, by giving. How do, how do you express your gratitude for all of the gifts, including that poem that we, the second poem that we read. Oh yeah, it's wonderful to have, thank you for being healthy and being financially solvent and for having a good family and for being able to come to Owan. But what about having cancer? What about being robbed? What about, uh, what about uh, having, having yourself, being hurt? terribly by somebody. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Can, can we say, can we be grateful for it all? As a Buddhist, we embrace it all. Not necessarily because we're going to learn something from it. We always say, you know, it's, it's good, you know, it's good that I suffered because mm -hmm. It's something that I'm gonna learn. It's more just, this is a gift. This is a gift. I can accept this. I don't have to give reasons for it. I don't have to justify it. I don't have to make it better than it is. I can just be with it. I can just be with whatever is given to me the joys and the sorrows, the whole mixed bag. So in, in Buddhist practice, there are typically three kinds of giving, generosity. The first is when you have a surplus. It's like, during zucchini season. <laughs> they say, Pennsylvania, don't leave your car, car windows open because you'll find zucchini in the backseat. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, everybody always grows too many zucchini, <laughs> even from one plant. So you get all this zucchini. What are we gonna do with all this zucchini? Well, I'll give it, <laughs> you know, I'll give these gifts to my friends because I, I have more than I can use. So that's one form of giving. It's 
pretty easy to do. I have too much, you know, so here, take, take this. And that can be too much of anything. The second kind of giving is the giving which is sharing. So I can make with my zucchini, I can make more than one zucchini bread. Mm. Yeah. And I can share it. I, I can make the effort to make a little more than I would normally have for myself. And I would share it with, with others. So that's, that's a little, it's a, it takes a little more effort than just kind of getting rid of things that you have too much of. And then the third kind is the giving that is difficult. To part with something that is hard to part with. And you can look into your own lives and maybe identify times when you have had to give something like even say something as dramatic as giving one of your kidneys away <laughs> to a family member who, I mean, that's hard to, but people do that. They do it. They, they do some, they give away something that's really hard for them to give. Even as something as simple as you're coming here today, Nothing about the Zoom. No, no judgment about Zoom. <laughs> but it was probably hard for you. It was hard for me to get out of bed. <laughs> um, especially on a cold day. So, yeah, I don't. But you're giving. You've make, you're making the effort. It was probably not so easy. You know, I just want to stay in bed. I, you know get in my car and drive over to Oan and be present. So that's, that's a form of generosity. It's hard to do that. So that's a third kind of, sometimes it's called kingly or queenly giving, giving that is hard to do. Along with these three kinds of giving, there are three kinds of gifts Probably more, but you know, in Buddhism, we just number things for, <laughs> for convenience sake. There's lots of numbering things. The first thing is just material things, you know, like zucchini. Uh, we give somebody like at Christmas, you know, give, give a material object. And then there are, uh, when we give counsel, when we give advice, the non-material things that we give. We give our, our, um, our uh, friendship, our companionship. Uh, those are, in, that's invisible, that's not a material object. And then finally, there, there are spiritual gifts, gifts that are really profound, like, Oddly enough, your attention. It is really hard to give your attention 
to something and someone else. A hundred percent of your attention <laughs> to really, and you can feel when somebody's paying attention to you and they're really giving you their full attention, it's like, it brings you alive. It's, it's the gift of life. When somebody is ignoring you, <laughs> it's as if you don't exist. Or just, you know how it is these days when you're talking to somebody and suddenly they're disappearing. You can see it in their eyes. They're just, they're going to la la land. Yeah. They're not really there. So to be able to give that full attention to someone, to something, you know, we're multitasking. We're, you know, there's so much, so many demands on our attention that it's hard to really give it completely to something or someone. That is a profound gift that you offer someone. Love, compassion, this, this undefended heart to give that to someone. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm here. I'm here for you. What a what an amazing offering from someone. And you can feel that in you. And you can also feel it when you're giving it. Rare, very rare and precious. And then there are three attitudes of giving. The first is very commonly when I'm giving and look at me, <laughs> uh, look how generous I am. You know, looking for thank you, looking for praise. Oh, you, you did such a great thing. You know, you, you were such a at great service. What a great gift you gave me. You're wonderful. <laughs> so we're looking for praise. We're looking for recognition. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a good person. I'm a generous person. <laughs> the second attitude is not necessarily looking for praise from somebody else, but just wanting to feel good internally. You know, just really, I like the feeling that I have when I'm generous, which is you know, legitimate. But then the third kind of giving is the giving which is anonymous. Nobody knows that you gave. Nobody knows where it came from. And I wanna give an example of an experience I had with this anonymous giving. When I first started teaching at Penn State, lived in a, a rent, rented a house in College Heights. And I would walk to the university daily. And I would walk through an alley uh, commonly behind houses. And one day as I was walking, I happened to notice behind the houses, uh, people put out their garbage, their trash to be picked up. 
And I happened to notice this beautiful piece of pottery that was kind of sitting with the trash. It wasn't in the trash, but it was next to the trash. I thought, that, you know, that's something to throw away. You know, it didn't look like something to throw away. And I, I went to the university and did my job and walked back home. And sure enough, the trash had been picked up, but this piece of pottery was still there. And I thought, hmm, that's kind of interesting. Um, and it was, a, it was a little little vase. And I picked it up and took it home. I didn't feel as if I was stealing anything because it was out with the trash. It was, at least that's what I was telling myself. <laughs> and so I just took it home. And the next day, as I was walking to the university, there was another piece of pottery <laughs> in the same place. This is true. Scouts on her. <laughs> Walked, <clears throat> came back, there it was, picked it up. It was a bowl. <laughs> Took it home. <laughs> So now I was, this was kind of getting interesting. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, this went on for a while. Um, I must have collected um, 15, 20 pieces of pottery, which all different. One was huge. It was a big, like, um, yeah, I, I had to carry <laughs> And, um, uh, you know, I started giving, giving things away, uh, you know, to my friends, to my family. I, I couldn't use all of that pottery, but it was all beautiful. It very different, you know, cups, saucers, bowls, vases. That up there is one of the things that black base. <laughs> um, and I decided that I was going to um, figure out what was going on. And I decided to go and ring the doorbell of the house that behind, behind which all this pottery was appearing. And um, to confess what what I what I was doing, and this young woman uh, came to the door, and I, I said, "Well, you know, I I don't know, I don't know what's going on here, but <laughs> but I've been taking pieces of pottery that have been appearing uh, in the trash area," uh, and she said, "Oh, I'm so happy." to meet you because I decided that I was going to leave these pieces of pottery out and anybody who appreciated them could take them. And I was, it was just something I felt that I wanted to do as an artist. Mm -hmm. 
to just leave something out. And if someone really responded, I wanted them to take it. And the more I gave, the more excited I was. She said, <laughs> you know, you loved everything I put out. And so it, and I still, I still correspond with her. She's actually living in Texas now and she's making sugar sculptures. Wow. Yeah. Um, but this was anonymous. It's just like these beautiful pieces of pottery, just there they are. Just, I made them and I'm sure it wasn't that easy. I mean, they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, you can examine uh, that. Mostly everything else I've, I've given away. I have a couple of other things of hers. So this is the spirit of our practice is um, giving yourself away. Repeatedly, continuously, and anonymously, if you know, to, to sort of experience what this might feel like, to not involve yourself, this this self that wants constant recognition and praise and um stroking um it's it's a really um i can't say that i've done it very much but i feel blessed to have come upon a woman who who did who did it so um i have to say too that um Buddha, when he was awakened, his, really his first impulse was just to um, enjoy his liberation uh, and become a hermit. You know, just sort of, I mean, um, it's great. I've done it. <laughs> I've, I've, I've freed myself, but there was something in him, sometimes called Brahman, higher self, compassionate self, really was out of compassion for all beings, this sense of interconnectedness that led him to teach. No, it's not, it, it's not, uh, it's not okay to hoard my, my liberation. It's not okay to, um, to keep, keep this liberation to myself, but to give it away, to teach, to show other people. So it was his heart, his undefended heart, that led him to give these teachings away. And believe me, it wasn't easy for him to do that because most people uh, weren't ready to hear what he had to say. 
And so this sense of just keep, keep doing it, keep, keep giving, keep offering, especially in the face of rejection. Um, and he had a lot of that misunderstanding. So it's like reaching out, being vulnerable, being undefended. And what is undefended is the ego. The ego just gets set aside and you just keep reaching out. You just keep reaching out, keep softening. And the heart, one of my teachers once said when I, I was going through a really difficult time and my heart was broken and I went to Dokusan and mentioned this to my teacher. And he said, you know, every organ of the body has a function and the heart was meant to be broken. It knows how to repair itself. So trust, trust the heart, trust the vulnerability, trust the generosity, the giving thanks by giving yourself, giving yourself away. Nothing, nothing will hurt you. This defended heart, this armored heart can be kind of protected and hoarding, hoarding love, hoarding attention, hoarding praise, hoarding achievements. It can keep all that to itself, but it also keeps everything else out. So love cannot penetrate. Compassion cannot penetrate. Yeah, you're keeping out the, 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 the fears, the, the vulnerabilities, but you're also keeping out love, compassion, companionship. So this giving, really, this is our practice. First paramita. What is being asked of me in this moment? What is being asked of me? What can I offer? What is the most precious thing I can offer? And then give unconditionally anonymously. Please return your cushions to their places and prepare for outdoor kinky.